Hey everybody, this is a special bonus episode of This Was Red Podcast where we review a movie currently in theaters. So that means spoilers! Enjoy. Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Red. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America Built a Wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, So, um, what? What happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. (laughs) I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are here with, I think, Greg, is this a, this is a, our official first real bonus cast that we've, we've talked about never done. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Now that we're a little more into the whole Patreon uh, thing, uh, we figured what we'll do is we'll record a couple of these bonus casts and give them away for free. And then after that, uh, they will be a Patreon reward that you will be able to access. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out how exactly we're going to get them onto Patreon. So uh, I'll assign that task to you. Just figure out yep, that's how, how I have to tag it or load it or move it wherever I have to do. Um, I can do that. I, I I believe I believe we can just get a special uh, a thing. I think we can do it through Patreon. I don't I don't even think it's that hard. Well, I, I think what's really important is that the listeners hear our process for for yeah, getting that's this what done. That, 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 that's, that's what they're paying for. <laughs> it or, is. Or, you know, what that's they're going to pay the extra for. for. Right, right. Right, just lots of this. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, this so welcome to uh, How to Do a Podcast. Um, that's what we're doing. No, uh, this is normally we where this was rad. Uh, where we talk about movies from the eighties that were, uh, you know, were, uh, were they rad? Are they still rad? Uh, this bonus cast, which I kind of, I really want to start doing, especially for remakes is, I guess we would call this, is this rad? Uh, I mean, we can just call it, this was rad, but it's it, because it's the bonus cast. I mean, we get to do whatever we want. It's a bonus, you know? Well, the, the bonus I think has to have a special name. I think it has to be different i don't want to just go with bonus like that's just ick. like other podcasts do like side stories or uh adventures from the tavern which is like you know after they get back from doing their their stuff or well instead of instead of this was rad how about just was this rad okay yeah i was i was hoping more for like donkey explodes on the side of road but that's okay that's a thing i, I will workshop it well, actually, okay, okay, well, okay. actually, what do we do here, Greg? We we workshop it as we 
as we as do the, the episode. As everyone hears our process. It's no secret. No. There is, our listeners will never get the uh, don't peek behind the curtain. We, there is no curtain. <laughs> no, we wizard, couldn't afford the curtain. The wizard is exposed. It's far too expensive for a curtain. And then you got to hang the curtain. Like, ugh. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, is this rad? We we both watched. I saw this a few weeks ago uh, with the lovely missus. Uh, you just recently saw A Quiet Place. Uh, and I was, I'm really glad that you posted that because I was very interested to, to see what your take was and, and how close or distant we are on this. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a... What do you want to start with, well, Greg? Well, normally, normally we would say, you know, is was this rad when we first saw it? So we're just going to skip that. I guess we'll just kind of go to skip the plot that. and just kind of talk it out. Or I guess, I guess we can talk about what what did we think going in this movie was going to be. That's and good. I I like that. I purposefully I saw one trailer for it and then I avoided everything. I because yep. I and the one trailer I saw is probably the trailer everyone saw where it's just the scene of them, the kids playing Monopoly. And the the mom and dad are kind of in the background, and the kid knocks over the lantern, and then John, uh, uh, what? Well, okay. uh, John Kronowski. Jo- John Krakowski. John Kras- Kras- Krasinski. Krasin- yeah, Krasinski. Yes, one of those. Um. Anyway, he he throws G- the, Jim from the office. Well, just j- 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 yeah. He should legally change his name to just Jim from the office. Anyway, I would. <laughs> uh, they knock over a lantern. It makes a loud noise. He puts the fire out, and then they listen, and they hear the creatures. And that that was it. It was basically just a quick little 30-second scene from the movie yep. was the trailer. Yes. And I and I immediately thought, this movie is either going to be amazing or it's going to be absolute garbage. And I really did not expect there to be an in-between for me. Okay. Okay. So I had, I, I had high hopes going in. Um, and uh, f- several people I, I know and uh, respect their film opinions told me that they thought it was very good. So I, I had high hopes going in for this one. Okay. Um, I do remember that same trailer. I, I want to say it was before Black Panther, but... It, yeah, maybe. There maybe. Was, you I, might be right. I on only that. saw one trailer, just like you. Um, when it came on, I don't watch a lot of regular TV. I'm mostly a Netflix Hulu guy. I'm the, yeah, I'm a, I, um, I cut the cable cord about seven years ago, and I kind of never looked back. Um, so I know I saw the the trailer in the theater. Um, I really liked the premise of this. You know, um, what I always took away from the trailer is when they're walking along, there's all that sand. Um, and I just, t- immediately it grabbed me as, that's clever. I don't know how many people would have thought even just walking on dirt versus sand would be a difference in sound um and that kind of grabbed me right away um i like the premise of it i like the um just that idea that they have to keep quiet all the time so i was very intrigued when i saw the that trailer and i kind of told my wife i said yeah i definitely want to see that so that was a movie that we that we actually made a beeline for the movie uh when it came out so um it's been a few weeks since i saw it so i'll rely on you to kind of walk me through a some stuff I do remember, you know, quite a bit of it though. Um, but the movie pretty much starts out with uh, this. It, it sounds like it's what, like eighty days since something yeah, happened. It, I can't remember what the placard says, but yeah, it just says some some number and then days. And I think the only reason that's important is because the next one you see lets you know it's more than a year after. Yeah. But but yeah, it's like it's like like you said, it's like eighty seven days or something. But it gives it that's all it says. It gives you no 
qualifier as to what any of that stuff actually means. Right. And so they, they go in and um, it starts out with this family that you see. Um, it's two boys, one daughter, and John, uh, John, John Krasinski. John, John Krasinski and Emily his Blunt. wife. Real life. Real life in, wife. In, Emily Emily Blunt. Yes. Um, their names are never mentioned, but they are in the credits. So there's literally no reason for us to call them by their names because unless you watch the credits, it doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's uh. Nope. Nope. It's just we're good. Uh. There. I. 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 We. We can say that they're they're the Abbots. That's okay. that's the family that we're following. Okay. And now, it, so it starts out and they're they're in this some sort of drugstore. Um, and immediately you're already hit by, there's no sound. There's yeah no music for the first 20 minutes of this movie. Um, it is like, it, they really get the silence. Yes. I know. Oh, the sound, I, the sound, uh, editing and the, the, the sound people who, who did all the kind of post work in this were just, they did a really good job. This must've been one of those movies where the sound people just loved working on it. Cause it was like, oh, I actually get to do something unique it's it's not really? just I, yeah yeah i would have yeah, thought it's the, like i would have thought it's oh. the opposite where it's like no i'm i'm getting paid to hold the boom mic yeah but we don't need you today you get to oh no no, no you no, get to no. sit in the trailer about, and do I'm not nothing talking about i'm not talking about the the actual sound recorders i'm talking <laughs> no. about the post oh. people oh, who okay. get to actually build all the soundscapes those <laughs> are the people who had a blast no 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 i'm thinking of bill the boom guy who's just He's just, he's sitting there right next to John and director's, John uh, Krasinski actually directed the movie as well. Um, and he's just sitting there next to Johnny. Now, 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 can I go? Now, now. No, I told you there's only two scenes with, with dialogue and we recorded those immediately. So you nope. can just take a nap. No, no, no. I'm ready. I'm, I am no, we, ready. Oh, I know I'm you're ready. ready. He's like SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> That's ready. That's exactly what he's like. Because there ain't no sound to record. <laughs> Do you think they finally were like, you know what? We have a very important shoot across the street. Yeah. And he just ran off and he never came back. It's just it's just some other guy with like a cell phone. Just just I swear to God, take Bill over there or I'll murder him. Just yeah. take Bill. I Come like on, to Bill. think across across the street or across town was a circus. Across and town. He just, he just ran he, now he's with the circus. He's <laughs> and he's gone. He's working his way up, you know. He's right right now. He's shoveling up uh, elephant dung, but but he's he can, happy. He can, he can work his way up to the guy that they throw knives at, yeah. And and yeah. it just keeps going up and up and up, you know. Bill the Boom Guy, man, he's 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 good, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so so they're in this store and they're trying not to make a lot of sound. Um, and I I gotta God love my wife because the kid the the youngest child. So the 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 girl is. Definitely. I mean, the actress herself is actually deaf. Um, right. And and so she's deaf. You can see her hearing aid. They're um, they're doing sign language immediately, um, which I thought was very clever. And I kind of like how it, it's a little forced by having one of their children deaf, but it also makes sense why they also all know sign right. language. So yeah, it's, no, it's more organic it's great, that way. Yeah, um, it, it makes perfect sense. The middle son appears to be sick and they're grabbing some medication for him. And then the youngest son... Without missing a beat, my wife leans into me and whispers, "He's gonna die." Yeah, and like so the immediately. The young, <laughs> the young well, yeah, he's he's literally running around. Yeah, yeah, just not like, a care in the world. He's he's got no shoes on and he's making very little noise, but he's running around yeah. and and so the youngest kid is maybe 
How old do you think that kid was? Six-ish, maybe? Five or six, I would have guessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the middle kid is probably 12, and the daughter is probably 14-ish. I, I would have put the middle and, and daughter... I would have put the daughter around 13 and the, and the uh, middle around 10. Okay, um, just okay, so we're... Right around there, yeah. I mean, a little, little younger, but for sure, yeah. And so the, the, the movie does, does a great job of kind of showing you know immediately everyone's trying to be as quiet as you can like uh the, the shelves are bare but in the background you can see all the potato chip bags because the potato chip bags would obviously make a ton of noise if you tried to take them yeah there's a lot of yes. things like that yeah and you see the mom taking the pill bottles she's in the pharmacy area looking yep. for something and she's incredibly carefully trying to slowly move these around so she can look at the labels and um the kid wants to take a rocket ship which he does, and then the dad sees it, and he's like, everyone like freezes, and he takes the rocket ship and pulls the batteries out and says, no, it's too loud. And when we say say, we really mean sign. Yeah. Because there literally, I think there's only three scenes in this movie with actual dialogue in it. Yes, um, yes. In the entire film. Yeah. So um, uh, they leave, the boy's upset, and the little girl, the uh, the daughter, I say little girl, she's a teenager, the, the girl gives the boy back the, the shuttle and, you know, gives him the old shush. Yeah gesture and of course what does a little boy do he grabs the batteries and off they go now my two points here first bad on dad you don't leave anything within kids reach that's just bad on dad let's leave the smallest one in the <laughs> rear with nobody paying attention to him what what yeah. kind of parents We're gonna get this? to that too number two i kind of wish they hadn't shown the kid take the batteries i think it would have been far more dramatic in the next yeah, scene. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One little I, critique I it play there. Like but yes, 100%. These parents kind of don't deserve children. Because there's multiple times throughout this movie where they kind of just let their kids wander off in this world where they're afraid of whatever is out there. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of free-range parenting. <laughs> this is a little much. Right. Well, the, you know? well, you can't helicopter. They make too much sound. So <laughs> that's, that's, All the helicopter parents died immediately. <laughs> right. Yeah, the sound. It was Johnny. It was where hard. are you, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny's dead. So are you. Go to hell. Yeah. And so, of course, the little boy. Uh, great scene where everyone turns around and the the spaceship he has is making noise. The dad tries to run to him, and we just see one of the creatures grab him and run off screen. Yeah. And then, bam! We smash cut to four hundred and eight. You know, yeah, year and a half, something later. Yep. And we see what life with them has become. They have found a farm that is kind of uh, isolated. It is in the woods. And um, really, what the next probably, I'd say, 20 minutes of this movie is to just get you understanding what these people do on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and exactly. it, it was very good world building. This actually reminded me a lot of uh, the, the book, not the movie, uh, The Road by Cormac McCarthy, which is a post-apocalyptic I, I, I one. I got that same vibe, for sure. Where, where they for really sure. were like, okay, if we can't make any noise, what are the things we would have to do? to survive and it, the road was very good in oh well it's not just post-apocalyptic it's literally what would be the things that you would do and you would need like one of the things that always struck me in the road was shoes were like more valuable than gold yep because it's it's the apocalypse and nobody has shoes and when they get run down you can't just go get new ones and so this movie they did an excellent job really really thinking this out and and simple solutions it, these aren't solutions that are like insane yep. they're yep. they're very very easy 
and and practical and and effective solutions like uh they don't have any silverware they don't eat on plates you know all all the cooking is done like underground to not make any noise and and things like that i thought one of the more clever ones is um is is in the monopoly game that the kids are playing like in the commercial Mm -hmm. there they're using felt markers right other than the dice which i kind of expected to be crocheted or something like that Everything yeah, else, yeah. you know, everything else was felt. What's up, mom? You can't, you can't, you can make a, a, a felt car and chicken, but you can't make a felt pair of dice. Like, get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. But, um, really yeah, going so to town on these you, parents, just so you know. So you, you see, <laughs> I really hate these parents, Paul. You've got a real bone to pick with them, I feel like. <laughs> Wait till I get to the end. No. <laughs> so, um, so we basically see that what they have, they have kind of their, their day to day where it's, go out and get the food. Um, the dad has a like uh, shortwave radio set up in the basement and he is kind of trying all these different countries to try to see if he can get a response. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and they, and, and something else is, is a part of that scene is he's also kind of collected a lot of information on what is going on. So basically it's these creatures that have come somehow come to the planet uh, in an interview with uh, John Krasinski afterward, uh, he actually does explain that it it actually was um, an alien thing. Um, he kind of says it's not like an invasion so much as like these meteors that arrive with these creatures inside of them. And they're only they're not even necessarily killing for food. They're just they kill because that's it, whatever their cause is. Right. Right, but yeah. He's collected all this information about these creatures that have come along. Um, they're armor plated. They they only respond to sound. Um, they're fast. They're uh, maneuverable. They you know all these different things. Um, as well as um, that part of it. But then they've also got this entire you know like they've got this light structure. Um, this light thing for how you kind of um, how lights engage. Um, like around the farm. And then there's also, and maybe I, I didn't understand what was going on, but he also goes to the top of a silo and he lights mm-hmm. a fire. And then you see other fires appear in in the distance. Are those supposed to be other farms and families? That's like that's what I assumed. I assumed like at a certain point, be it every day or every week, you're supposed to go light your fire just to let everybody know, okay, you know, yeah, we're still... We're still around. Okay. Type thing. Okay. Because it comes back later in the film and I just, I never quite understood what was going on with that. Like, was it important? Was it not important? And, you know, when we see it later on, it's almost like it's confusing. So, um, yeah, that, that I, I would agree. It seemed like maybe that had more importance in an earlier draft or something. That's what I feel like too. Wasn't cut or something. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That was, that was a little confusing. I guess, you could say that that scene was just set up to let you know that these aren't the only people in the area. Yeah. There are survivors. Exactly. But That's everyone is like still that. kind of isolated. Um, I, I didn't mind this section of the movie. It was a little bit slower than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the context of the world, you're absolutely right. It, it really, it like we always say, show, don't tell. And right. it does a fantastic job of that. Now we also see that the wife is pregnant, and yeah. she's—I think she's like 
eight and a half months pregnant. I mean, a little later, I think it's revealed. She's basically due in like a couple of weeks. Now, so they're all getting ready for this new baby. Now, I mean, what what does that say about the husband? Um, you know, like uh, that they're Catholics. She, I mean, she definitely had to keep quiet the whole time. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, you know what? For the, the for the for the prequel, I guess maybe we'll focus on that. <laughs> I just maybe that's the wrong question to ask at this point in the podcast. But I think I'm, it's a pretty simple question, a I one was, that a lot of people would jump to. <laughs> a lot of pillows. Maybe they have another room that they didn't show that is soundproof. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the red room. Oh, there, oh, there you go. Yeah, right, their own person, which is just padded. It's just very, very padded. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just mostly. It actually looks like like something from like a chic. In, in Arabian right. Nights is what yes. it looks like. It's just, it's all silken. But, so, um, and then the only other scene that really is important until that movie really kind of kicks in is uh, he does take his son out uh, fishing uh, to get fish at the water. And at first, he he's very strict about, he's taking his son, he's not allowing his daughter. And at first, and I do wonder about this. I wonder how many uh, social justice warriors immediately pricked up a bit and said, "What the girl can't go?" Um, yeah, I was I was wondering about that too because she's also the oldest. Yes. Well, and and I, you know, one one thing we didn't mention is John Krasinski is trying to rebuild his daughter's cochlear implant. Yes, um, she because, doesn't have any kind of way to hear at all. Because she is she's completely deaf. And I wondered if that wasn't part of it, where he was like, well, if I bring her out, she literally can hear nothing. Um, I am. And almost, if I bring if I bring the son out, he at least can hear them coming or he can hear a loud noise and know to hunker down. And maybe he was waiting to get the cochlear implant finished. I don't I honestly don't know. So I mean, that's I. I will actually say that that's exactly what that is, and it comes up later on. Um, at one point later in the movie, there is actually a scene where the creature almost is, like, on top of her, and she right. doesn't know it. And I kind of feel like that's exactly why he didn't bring her um, in that particular scene, um, is at any point, walking there or back, she's not going to even hear what's going on. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the way I took it, but I did kind of, like, my little... My little millennial bell went off, and I was, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of angry white people." On. Not only, not only <laughs> is it sexist, it's also ableist. Right, so exactly. You get, you get two. You get two in one. Way here. to go, John! <laughs> you really pissed off but, a lot of people. But this is this is actually a really great scene where we see the dad is trying to teach the son, yes. and the son is terrified of anything around the water, of any noises. Like um, John Krasinski's pulling a fish out of a trap and he drops it and it makes a splash and the boy like loses it. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, and, and, and John Krasinski has to tell him like, no, 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 it's okay. It's, there's already so much noise in the water that little noises won't draw them. Big noises will, but little ones don't. Yeah. And he brings them to this waterfall where they can actually like get behind scene. it and scream yeah. because the water and the sound and the rocks and everything just eat the sound up and. You have a great little scene where they actually talk and they talk about the girl that they didn't bring and and how the dad's kind of not being very 
cognizant of of the feelings that are going on and the boy tells her like you know it's important you got to tell her that you that you love her and yeah. you know he's like you, you don't blame her for the death of uh whatever the little boy's name was and it's it's a it's a great scene and it's 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 super great because we've had no dialogue up until this point yes <laughs> so it's it's really impactful it's really really nice i totally agree i think it was very well done um in in really giving us a little bit of something different that we had, you know, especially sound. Now, a question that I had, and and maybe you can help answer that. I get that there would be no sound, okay, but they walk through the woods multiple times, okay? They're on a farm. Yeah. Where are the birds? You know, I, I thought that too, because the birds are up in trees, and there's no way that these things are going to be able to catch birds. Birds are going to be way too fast. Like, and there's you, too many we do see them. a scene, we see a scene of them um killing a... um. Like a raccoon. Uh, raccoon. And I get that. Raccoons yeah. are ground-based. Yep. Yep. They're, yep. they're fast, but the, like, these creatures are crazy fast. You're not, they're not catching birds. I, there's there's okay. millions of birds. I was there's very, no way they're killing all the birds. I was okay with like not having animal sounds and, and even the wind like, you know, is, is very powerful because the slightest breeze creates even a little crackle on the leaf. But when there was no birds, I was kind of like, yeah, eh, I don't know about that one. Uh, the other thing, only because we're about to get into like the real action stuff. The, I think we, yeah, I the think meat, we the meat of the movie. The, the, is, yeah. The other question I had is, where do we think they are in the U.S.? Because I I actually know where they are, but I had to look it up because it never says in the movie. Because there's farmland, and and they yep. are clearly growing corn. There's a silo full of grain. Th- this has to be Midwest. Yeah. It's it's Iowa is where they're is where they are. What did they do when it snowed? I love that question, and it's been a full year. So what did they do? They couldn't have shoveled. They can't walk. No, because on that it. would make way too much noise. They can't do anything. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe what they literally did was they because we saw down in the basement they had just jars and jars and jars of food. That's what I I mean. That's kind so of what maybe, I feel like too. Maybe it's just okay. It's time to hunker down for a couple weeks and. And then that's how your mom winds up pregnant. <laughs> there you go. Bam. Do you think the son just looks at the daughter and goes, you are so lucky. <laughs> just, <laughs> you are just, you, I have heard things. I, I can, I can't on here. I can't. Uh, I think they forget I, we're both not deaf. We're, both, they, <laughs> we're, we're not both deaf. I think they forget that. <laughs> the daughter's just like signing. Why is there dust falling from the ceiling again? Yeah. Well, uh, you're old enough, I guess, and older than me, I guess, to, to tell you about the birds and, and them bees there. So, um, but then then we kind of get into the crux of the movie, which is um, the daughter gets super pissed at the father, goes off on her own. Um, yeah, she, go, she goes to the grave where the boy was killed at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Which is on, on a bridge. The father and son on the way home encounter a man... And now, did you get the did you get the feeling that he was like a drifter, or he lived or in that house? I got the feeling he lived in that house, and so he was just kind of done. He was yeah, just kind of. And so fed basically, up. it's it's an old man. You look at the ground; his wife's been ripped up, and John Krasinski knows shit's about to go down. Yeah. He makes him. He's like t- you know t- m- making the sort of universal symbols of of stop. Yep. You know, and, you know, please be quiet. You know, he's doing everything. And the guy's getting ready to scream and he screams and John Krasinski grabs the kid and they just take off back to the house. Meanwhile, this is a trifecta. Uh, <laughs> the mom 
goes into labor. Yeah, and this is where my problems with the movie start. I don't know what you want to tackle. Women, women going into labor. You're just really against it. Um, don't like it. Listen. Don't want to think about it. We've been, it's 125 episodes. I think it's finally I put my feelings out there on this whole <laughs> right. um, procreation thing. Not yep. a fan. Um, I think right. Women yeah, how could you do say better. something? How could uh, <laughs> you say something so controversial yet so brave, Paul? <laughs> no. Um, the whole, <laughs> I start to have a lot of questions about how this whole movie gets put together at the end part. It basically what happens is the wife starts going into labor. The daughter needs, you know, doesn't know what's going on, but she, um, what happens is there's these lights and the, the mother flips the lights to red. And what that means is that there's something wrong. The husband and the son show up. Um, he knows what's going to go down. So he sends the son to go fire fireworks. Yes, because, because red, I, I'm going to guess, and they didn't specifically say this. I'm going to guess red means like there are things in the house. Emergency. I would have taken because, it as any, because any kind they, of emergency. Because they immediately... So um, what uh, what happened is they, they have this soundproof basement that they've built. And there's um, a nail became kind of like popped up during, oh, during yeah, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The scene they where set I, this I hid my eyes, yes. And she's she's uh, yeah classic. I love this movie because I was talking with my friends and, the, and they said, you know what this is? It's kind of like one part dead space... One part home alone and like, and like, and we, we couldn't come up with what the third part was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe. <laughs> but, but, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um. Anyway, so she steps on the nail and she has a picture frame with her. She wanted to bring downstairs and she drops it. And that's what lures the creature in to the basement where she's in. Yes. So she's stuck in this basement now with this creature and she flips the red lights. Yes. Um, the father sees that he sends the son off to fire fireworks, which is a distraction um, to draw the creatures out. The sister sees this and she starts running. Um, and then essentially what happens for the next good bit of the movie is this kind of tense. I don't want to say chase, but there's this kind of creepy crawl horror movie kind of thing where like um, one creature is kind of tracking the mother um, who's gone into labor. Another it seems like there's two, but I guess it's only one. It gets kind of confusing. It there, yeah. There's and on the on the board he had written like like how many, and he he had written three confirmed. So there's yeah. three of these things that hang out around the farm. So I assumed there were at any point two. That's what I maybe not at least three, two. but it felt to me like two of them were were around. I was the same way. I was at least two. So John is trying to go find his wife. Um. And the kids go and uh, I really wasn't cool with this scene um, with the with the kid when he hides and, you know, the John comes up and he goes to grab the bag and the kids hang like it was an easy jump scare for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. And he gets his kids together and he says, you got to go in and light uh, the, the the torch of Gondor. Um, <laughs> you're, you're jumping all over the place. I am because I told. So hold on, I totally. I gotta be honest. There's a lot going on, and I kind of got lost here. All right, all right. So here we go. Here we go. Let me. We're gonna we're gonna back up a little bit, everybody. Forget forget what he just said because it's that's there's a big chunk no, of the movie. No, so here we go. We, this is where we are. John Krasinski finds his wife. She's okay. just given birth to the baby. I he picks her up. I had such and a, brings her down mm, into the soundproof basement. No, no. There is yes. No. 
It is impossible. That woman screamed loud enough in a room that the creature was outside the door of. It didn't immediately... Oh, I'm 100% with you. Even though though they tried to make it seem like she was doing it with the fireworks, I'm 100% with you. I honestly, right there, that's when this movie kind of went from, this is going to be the greatest thriller I've ever seen, to, oh, it's one of these movies. If if John would have gone up to that bathroom and they were gone... I would have loved this movie to no end. I because that like the kid being taken at one point is like that's right that's that's, that's the game that's the that's, setup that's, that's right that's that, the that's the these these are the stakes these are what we're willing to do in this movie that's ag- agreed you have to kill somebody immediately so you know they're a real threat if the, we all knew that was coming if the wife and child are gone now you're like oh, this movie is not playing for you. This movie is going to ruin your life in the if best George way If George R. R. Martin had written this yes, script, that's what would That's who should have directed this. <laughs> Jesus. Everybody. It would have been so much more objectionable content in this movie. <laughs> so, anyway, he shows up. Baby's fine. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Again, I have this problem. And he and he he carries them down into the basement, Which but the kids proof. are still outside. Yes. So the girl finds the little boy over by the tractor, and they decide, okay, what we need to do is get to the grain silo and light a signal fire. And this is where I got confused. It was like, were they trying to alert the other places around them, or were they just trying to get their dad's attention? Because when they light the fire, no one else lights theirs in And, and they get angry about response. that, too. And they get so, angry about it. And yeah. Then, and I don't remember if John sees the fire or not, but... He doesn't see it. He just, so, he goes out, He because what happens is they're up there and they're arguing about whether they should stay put and wait for their dad or if they should just go back to the house. Yes. Even though there's things within very close distance that, they're, that they know. And then John Krasinski follows the trail to the trailer, finds his son's backpack, That's but not right. his and son. And then he sees the two of the then creatures he hears, going toward... Yes. He hears, he hears the creatures run, and he stands on the tractor, and he sees a signal fire. So he heads to the silo. Yes, the right. little boy uh, walked over this, like, hatch, and he falls in yeah. to the silo and starts, like, quickstand-style sinking. Yeah. Uh, um, the which, two kids... Which was a good scene. Is great. I liked it. Great scene. Very tense. Because that, like, there are people who die from that every year. Yeah. In yeah. farms. It's a real, real problem. Um, when they flip it over and the creature lands on it, I was less on board, but um, I get it. But well, and that was that that was basically to set up the second the second time that needed to happen where um, the girl her is wearing implant. her. Yes. Her new implant that her dad makes. And basically every time one of the creatures gets near her, she starts to hear this like ringing from it and it hurts her head. Yes. And it, but the creatures don't like that noise. What happens is for some reason it hits some weird frequency that they don't like because they have very sensitive ears and they kind of like run away. Well, I mean, so, and this is actually where I, I brought it up earlier where one of the creatures almost walks up on her and then that ringing starts. There's a lot of, and I got to say, the creature design is really good for it's, what they it's were going with. It's a great creature design. Um, its head kind of breaks open into multiple parts, and you almost see that its head is almost like an entire inner ear. Right, yeah, that's that's what I got the same, the same feeling. So, like. you know, that's why the sound is super sensitive to it. Um, they, they basically, the creature runs out, John saves them, um, and then they're going out. Um, and they're walking along, and one of the creatures comes up on him again, 
and and, and correct he tells me if I'm the wrong, kids to go hide he t- tells I, the kids to go hide in the pickup truck right. that's in front of them this random so they pickup run truck off. that's been there and then john tries to attack the creature i'm this is where and I, it's happened multiple times the creatures are very flippy floppy to use a, this was rad term on good, how good sensitive they can hear because yeah yeah, I, I, I will agree, because I, I, all of a just... sudden they flip from like, oh, here's a guy who just hit me with an axe. And no, you know, you know what happens? He hits the creature with the axe, and then the creature actually hits him now, see, in, in the chest. I didn't even think the creature, I didn't even think he hit the no, creature. It did. I thought it, it swung at him. It, it swung at the dad, and it hit him, and he drops, and then the kids start to shriek, and the creature immediately pays attention to the shrieking kids and runs over to them. Yeah. And it starts attacking the pickup truck, and then John, because um, at one point his wife said, you have to protect the kids, um, just suddenly starts, he yells, draws the attention of the kid, of the creature. Tells um, his, signs to his kids that he loved them, and that the kids can see what's about to happen. Yeah. And he screams, the thing attacks them, they put the car, they take off the parking brake on the truck, and just like coast down a hill, right. which is the, towards towards the house. Now, we've already seen how fast these creatures are. Can we really believe it didn't beat that truck down? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, if we were supposed to believe that it was like, oh, it was paying attention to John and they just happened to pick up enough speed that by the time it had done, it was done killing John Krasinski. Yeah, it, maybe. It didn't. I mean, it, it did. We find out later it did follow them back. They just no, it beat did. it by like a couple seconds. Yeah. yeah. So they get uh, they get back. Um. Oh, we, we did miss a scene with the mother in the basement filling with water oh. and one of the other creatures again yeah, it's just but yeah. but again it's super flippy floppy as to what these creatures can and can't hear it, it's yeah. like there's really again there's really no reason that creature shouldn't have heard exactly where she was but it is what it is they get back they get into the basement with all the radio equipment one of the um we should point out at one point john krasinski does get a shotgun um, this is really critical. Oh, yeah, that's and correct. I, I want to mention it because it's really awesome. When he goes to load it, he puts it under a couple blankets. Yes. that was a real nice touch. I thought that was an awesome touch. Even with all the flippy floppy sound noticing by now, I thought it was still a good little nod to the, the silence thing. Um, he's keeping up the facade. Uh, <laughs> so, Somebody's got to. Someone has to. So the, the wife is down there. The daughter's implant starts screeching again. Um, and one of the creatures comes down, it, it's about to attack, and then the daughter makes the, the realization, my implant, it's making that sound heard in my head because the creature is nearby, it kind of backs away, she uses the radio to amplify it, stuns it, or we think kills it, um, and, uh, they think everything's okay, trick ending, creature wakes up. Yep, the thing pops up, it runs at them. Daughter does it again. Mom shoots it in the head. And then we have what is the greatest premise to a badass sequel that we're going to get out of this movie. That mom cocks that shotgun, looks at the stairs, and, and gives a bring it on, bitch look. Oh, and, <laughs> and, 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 so, and, and it cuts to black. And, and then I saw Michael Bay was involved in this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like Michael Bay wrote the last page. <laughs> the last... <laughs> and he's just like, mom cocks shotgun, cut to black, bam! Um, like oh, okay wait a second so there How we go that was it that was here? that was a quiet place um yeah 
Yeah. So, Paul, I guess my question is, mm. is this movie rad? It is. It is rad. Okay. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I think the premise holds up throughout most of the movie. Um, I think it's a fantastically, I think it's a fantastic thought that was put to film. Um, there are problems. Um, I think the creatures are really interesting. A huge question that I asked my wife, like right after was 400 days. They haven't killed anybody else in that family. What is keeping the creatures there? What, what keeps them anywhere near that farm that they haven't gone toward something else right. by now? It yeah, doesn't really I was, make um, sense. And, uh, you know, I will, I will say I was reading a lot of, you know, my kind of go-to places when I want to read a film review these days are, you know, I go to like the New York Times, uh, I look at the Atlantic, I go to Richard Roper, I kind of like those guys a lot. And uh, somebody, it might have been for the New Yorker, um, basically said, this is a movie that if you push too hard on any plot point, the movie will just immediately cave in on itself. Yes, I totally And I think that is a that. great description because... It's a great movie. Don't think about it too much. Just go with it and uh, you'll be a lot better off. I totally ended up saying the same thing afterward. I was like, you know, there's this, like the snow, and blah, blah, blah. But I, for for a conceptualized film of what it was, what it wants to be is what happens if you had to keep your entire life silent? How do you live in that fear? The monsters, I think, are really secondary to what the premise of the movie. I think the monsters are just, what's the point of having to be silent? That's all that is. Um, yeah, I think they're just a they're, they're just a blip on the they really are just a blip on the uh, on the script for what's going on with the rest of this movie. So I think it's a really good premise. I think it's really interesting. Um, I heard uh, I read somewhere where um, if this had been and it was actually originally shopped to be a part of the Cloverfield franchise. I read that as well. And J.J. Abrams didn't really like the idea. Um, and the, I guess the two guys, the, the, the screenwriters or, or writers of the script or whatever. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, a part, uh, two, two guys wrote, yeah. were shopping the script around. And yes. they were like really relieved that, that they didn't pick it up because they were like, we really I'm, want to do something different. I'm, I'm actually glad it's not. Me too. Part. Although I, I gotta say, I mean, it fits. and this is coming from a guy who loved 10 Cloverfield Lane, thought it was better One, than the original Cloverfield. I, Greg, uh, virtual high five. High five. Here we high go. High five. Um, Coming to you. There uh, we go. I totally agree. I thought 10 Cloverfield Lane was just an, a, a textbook perfect movie of a thriller. It was and awesome. Yeah. John Goodman should have gotten nominated for uh, an Oscar for that movie, for, for his acting. He was amazing. Greg, is this um, is this film rad? Oh, yeah. Oh, is this movie rad? Um, is it perfect? No. Um, and like, like I said earlier, if you think a little too hard about this movie... It's going to collapse in on itself, but uh, I thought it was great. I thought the the use of sound is great. The use of mostly close-ups and the actors having to emote with faces and the sign language I thought was great. Uh, everyone, and there's only six people in this entire movie, everyone in this movie is a fantastic actor. A lot of people are calling out um, Millicent Simmons, who is is actually deaf in real life. She's, yep, a, she's yep. a deaf actress as a daughter. Uh, I got to agree with them. I thought she killed it. I thought everyone in this movie was, was I great. I totally agree. And uh, go see it in theaters. Uh, part I think part of the fun is seeing this in theaters with other people where you notice other people in the theater trying to also be quiet while they're watching the movie. And I found that 
I found myself doing it. I was trying to get some red vines out of my package and it's all crinkly and I'm trying to like real quietly pull that out as quiet as I can. Uh, it's it, it was it was actually a fun experience, which doesn't usually happen for me at movies. I'll tell you, um, I listened to a to a radio show a long, long time ago, and there was a guy who was talking. He goes, "You know, I I hate going to movie theaters," and he goes, "Because just as the movie starts and before the sound really kicks in, everybody in the theater eating popcorn sounds like a host of locusts cutting through a field." And he goes, "It's it's the most disturbing sound." I noticed in the first twenty to twenty five minutes of this movie, you'd hear. I could hear like, people legit eating their popcorn, but, but, and that's never happened. But very quietly, though. Like, oh, no, no, nobody no, no, was no, no. taking the chunks of handful and no. scarfing it up. Everybody was like the one piece, and it was in their cheek with their lips closed. And it was just, it was just a silent. <laughs> like, it was just. It was, no, it was. You couldn't it was hear. Really it was great. Cool. It was, it was really. I'm totally with you. For the first 20, 25 minutes of this movie, everybody was dead silent. Um, it was really, really well done. Um, uh, I we happen to see this in the afternoon, so it's a, a bit of an older crowd already. Um, but it was just, uh, I'm glad I saw it. it it's kind of it it hit every expectation that I I had, and I, I don't know if they're gonna do a sequel. I kind of really hope they don't, because the end of that <laughs> the end of that 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 last scene. I, I'm like, if this if this is just gonna turn into you know um, the road. Oh, it's gonna warrior, turn in. I was oh I, I was gonna say it's just gonna turn into Gears of War the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and right. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Sadly, this movie this movie was made for was it, was it twenty million dollars? I think yes. Yeah, the budget was well. like twenty million, and it's already made two hundred and seven million. Yeah. So we're getting a sequel, sadly. Yeah, I, but and, and I it's really, not gonna be what it's not gonna be like this one. Unfortunately, I would and I would I would actually be okay because I, I will say this movie does a great job of building an interesting world. And I would not be opposed to seeing none of these characters again, but a random other person or family dealing with this in a different setting in a unique way. Uh, I think that would be kind of interesting. I'll, I'll help you out. You know why? You know why I'm terrified of a sequel? Have you ever seen the movie Monsters? With uh, I I know of the movie, but I have not seen it. The first movie is amazing. It, it's okay. it's kind of like this it's the movie really isn't about the monsters at all it's about these yeah two people. yeah yeah that's and it's, that's what i've been told and it's, it's great a little more of a more of a cerebral it is movie than than uh than what you'd expect the second one it's like aliens versus alien it, it's it's all combat it's literally um yeah. i think iraqi soldiers um or u.s military in iraq fighting creatures and and insurgents it gets all really stupid and weird and it's all actiony and it's just terrible. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. Um, and that's I'm I'm with you. I'm worried someone's gonna be like, no, you know what? People love these monsters. We just gotta we gotta pack thousands of these monsters into a movie and it's gonna make a million dollars. Michael Bay is gonna go, hey guys, I finished that script off the one page I gave you. I don't know how that one page snuck in there, but I did finish the script. There's Transformers in it. <laughs> oh god. It's a Transformers Quiet Place crossover. <laughs> Okay, uh, I think that's the it. that's it. If you're a patron, if you're a patron on Patreon, um, well, if you're a listener, you've got this for free anyway. Yeah, you get you're getting this one. This for one free. is free. Um, We're gonna do more though. And oh, you know what the next one's gonna be, Paul? Oh. Come on. No. What's the next movie you and I are both going to go see in theaters that we're going to be ready to talk about? We're not doing Avengers. I'm not guessing. Yeah, we're doing Infinity no, War. No, yeah, we are. I, I I'm, gonna go go to and, I'm going to see it the first weekend. Don't get me wrong. I'm, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say I'm gonna see that thing Saturday morning at 11 and 11 a.m. That's my go-to time for the movies. What we're gonna say differently, but um, we'll figure it out. You'll have to. You'll have to come be a patron, and you can find out. You'll find out exactly what we have to say about the movie. Okay. No fancy endings. No credits. No plugs. Let's just get out of here. I'm Paul. I'm Greg. Bye, bye, guys. Quiet place. Well, the bridge has fallen around, and you say to yourself.